The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. My name is Dustin Gold, and tonight, ladies and gentlemen, for episode 128, we have Wide Awake Jim back, or as some people call him, Jim. All right, just plain old Jim. And I told you yesterday he was going to be back. We've got a lot of guests lined up. Tomorrow we are going to have Mark on. He's going to get into the history of, you know, the Bible, all the different variations and stuff like that for you folks that are interested in uh, that type of information. And on Monday we're going to have Justin who's going to get into ranching. Really interesting stuff. He's out in Colorado. He knows about regenerative farming. He's been in ranching for a long time. He was in law enforcement for 13 years and left that industry when he realized how corrupt it actually was. So it's going to be a great conversation. Tonight, we're back with Jim. He's going to continue to go through the 196 documents, which really he sent me some additional ones. So it's over 200. If you're interested in catching up, Jim was on episodes 80, 88, 120, 121, 122, and one. 24 breaking down the climate change hustle all of these documents out of the bank for international settlements international monetary fund the un climate committees world economic forum everything that ties into central bank digital currency carbon credits the future that we are moving into folks uh full-blown technocracy the systematic control of the means of production and the distribution of goods and services or as we call it complete and total worldwide international slavery it's going to be a uh, great system if you're into living life as a slave all right jim thank you very much for uh coming back to the show sir i know you took a week off uh from this show while you were what back working again in your real life (laughs) (laughs) it hasn't been a week we recorded monday oh wow three days off Oh, three days off. See, I, I can't even keep track anymore. When you're doing a show every day and you're dealing with an eight-week-old, it's uh, time just keeps blending in. Last night, I don't know what happened, but Willie G, he was on the schedule for about a week where he was sleeping six hours for the first stretch at night and then waking up about two, three hours later, and then we'd be up at 6 o'clock in the morning, that's it. Then last night, he went back to this cluster feeding thing where he's waking up every hour and 45 minutes. It was horrible. It was horrible. But hopefully he's going to be Welcome at least more high. Once, yeah. you, once you have their schedule figured out, they switch it on you. <laughs> exactly. I'm just hoping he's going to at least be my height, 6'3". I'm hoping uh, he'll be taller than you. You're 6'5", right? 6'4". 6'4". All right. So hopefully he'll be at least 6'5". I'm cheering on seven feet tall. Uh, Maggie is not happy about that, though. She said, no, I don't want him to be seven feet tall. (laughs) So I just figure seven feet really, it it kind of, uh, 
I mean, what could you be? A basketball player or a wrestler? That's pretty much it. Like, I, I, can you be a seven foot tall CPA? Like, you were a CPA. Would that be strange? Sure. <laughs> Maybe. Might have. Might want to get a bigger desk. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. You got to at least get a taller desk. Otherwise, you're gonna end yeah. up with really bad back, having to hunch over and type into your computer all day. Yeah. All right, so, oh, one thing I wanted to ask you. So you had posed a question to the audience over a couple of shows about uh, the production of arsenic doubling since the beginning of COVID land, the high school theater production. Like, we saw the numbers doubling in 2020, 2021. Now, some people from pain.tv slash gold had sent you some information. You shared that with me, with Maria Albanese, co-host of the Thomas Paine podcast on Fridays. Then the other night, we were all kind of diving into this little rabbit hole of arsenic, and then we were looking at cloud seeding, which a lot of people are aware of, but many people are not. And so this uh, guest I have on, for monday justin who's in ranching he said oh i actually have a friend of mine who has a cloud seeding machine now i've never met anyone who actually has a cloud seeding machine he said this guy is a cloud seeding machine he's somehow subsidized by the government uh sitting on his property in colorado where they do cloud seed i mean people can go to the colorado government website they don't hide this and this guy flips it on it literally pumps silver iodide and dry ice into the air and can actually uh, cause it to rain. I said, oh, don't tell me anymore. I want to talk about this on the show because I was reading about cloud seeding and then silver iodide and different chemicals they pump into there to see if that creates arsenic. I mean, we're it's really interesting. We found out that arsenic is pumped into a lot of the chemotherapies. It's used in uh, treating wood, you know, like, uh, like uh, pressure-treated woods. Yeah. Paint. It was in paint. And then they also use it in, um, it had something to do with like computer terminals, electronics, things like that. So you didn't find a definitive, semiconductors, you didn't find a definitive answer yet, right, as to why it's actually doubled? No. No, no it's crazy. But um, yeah, I, I, have, I have not, I have not found anything. Yeah, and then I had uh, for episode one, 26 i had coach saji it was dr saji he went to medical school he's from algeria then um he said in algeria back in 1999 when you went to med school you didn't get paid a lot as a doctor so most of the doctors over there actually went into the big pharma industry which is what he did and then he eventually immigrated to canada and he said that he was working for big pharma for many years and about 10 years ago i think he ended up working for a medical device company and that's when he actually started doing additional research into the rockefeller medical industrial complex and so i had asked him briefly about arsenic and he said in his opinion because you asked me to ask him this he had said um, look all the stuff that the government and big corporations are pumping into the air you know through cloud seeding and weather manipulation pesticides crop dusting yeah, he said, exactly. He said, everything that's going into the soil, into our water, into our food through pesticides or genetically modified foods, his whole belief is all this stuff is toxins, it's all pollutants, it's all poisons. That's really what's getting into our bodies that is uh, that is making a lot of people sick. And he said, so I, I just look at arsenic as one of the many things that are being yeah. pumped into the air and the water, soil, and uh and he said so. Yeah, because I think the stuff said. you and uh, Maria and I were looking at, it had, it had like uh, a lot of barium. 
We didn't. Yeah. I didn't go pull the chart of barium production, but barium's being uh, pumped into the or sprayed into the air. Yeah, it's crazy, and you know, and I just wanted to say because I researched it probably four or five years ago, the cloud seeding element, and yeah, again, there's people that actually know it's real now, but there's still people like if you, like if you told the kind of the Fox News conservative types like my father, he'd probably tell you you're crazy. But the, the government doesn't hide. It's not like it's a hidden thing. I mean, there's literally eight states right now that declare that their state governments do cloud seeding. Uh, one, one of them is Colorado. They have a whole government website about the cloud seeding that they do. So I always say, well, when they're reporting weather now on the news and the local news, it's going to snow tomorrow here in Colorado or it's going to rain. Are they telling people that this is created by the cloud seeding weather machines? I mean, do they tell people this? And they still get it 50% wrong. <laughs> well, I wa- I'm going to find out from this rancher, Justin, when his friend goes out in the backyard and turns the weather machine on, can he actually predict it's going to rain or it only works half the time? How does this thing work? I- I'm really interested. I'd love to see. I never dug deep enough to actually look at a video of, a, of like a backyard cloud seeding machine. I think that's quite fascinating that uh, somebody has yeah. one yeah it is that's crazy all right so tonight we decided uh before the show folks we were going through some of these documents so we're going to start with this uh bank for international settlements uh document the called the green swan and they actually have a photo here photoshop photo of a green swan it looks like something you would see like floating through a river at Willy Wonka's chocolate factory or something <laughs> next to the golden goose. <laughs> yep. What's the subtitle of the document there, Dustin? It says central banking and financial stability in the age of climate change. And this was written in January, 2020. There's several of these bank for international settlements, uh, documents, that we're going to go through. We're going to do them all in order. The other thing, Jim, just so the audience knows, because I've been talking a lot now about uh, solutions, mixing in your stuff with going uh, analog, using cash, knowing your local farmer, your local sheriff, stuff that you've uh, developed and also have taken from Catherine Austin Fitz and others that that you listen to. Um, So... I'm gonna, and I've been talking about a lot of stuff. Justin's going to talk about like the realities of actually developing a homestead and what really goes in to uh, farming and gardening so people can actually understand as they're building their goals. So one of the things we were just talking about before the show was some different uh, you know, sort of business ideas for folks who want to make some additional cash uh, locally. So eventually... When we're all done with this stuff, Jim, hopefully we'll be able to have a couple of conversations on solutions, including how to generate some additional cash. Because I think part of what people need to be able to do uh, as we lead up to 2030, so I'm looking at this as that's kind of my deadline where I have to have a lot of things done and accomplished. And there may be people sitting at home going, I got to make more cash inside this matrix system to be able to buy water purifiers and all these different things i need to do so hopefully eventually we'll get into 
uh, different business ideas, things that people could do. Jim is really good at running numbers. I've done that because I did a lot of budgets for production and stuff over the years. So a lot of times I'll come up with an idea. I run it through a spreadsheet calculator and I go, eh, not viable. Move on to the next one. Or yeah, that looks good. So ways that yeah. people can start to use their valuable time as they tune out Fox News for three or four hours a night. And they could put that into generating additional revenue to help them get some of the supplies or be able to save up money faster to buy a piece of land or something like that. So we'll get into yeah. that. All sure. right, Jim. So I'm going to pull this up full screen for you so you can actually see it. And this is the uh, abstract. I still haven't gotten a plausible explanation to how climate change affects banking. Well, the I'm only waiting. thing, that, the only uh, connection I see is that there's green and then there's green. So <laughs> green energy <laughs> and green dollars. That's about it. Yeah, I'm still waiting. Anyways, um, so the Bank of International Settlements is releasing all these documents. Somehow they, they can get together and do all this work during a supposed global pandemic. But anyways, another story. So they come out in the first sentence, climate change poses new challenges to central banks, regulators, and supervisors. Not sure who the supervisors are. Uh, anyways, maybe that's the Rockefellers. Not sure. Um, goes on to say, central banks alone cannot mitigate climate change. This complex collective action problem requires coordinating actions among many players, including governments, the private sector, civil society and the international community. Now, they did not say uncivil society, just the civil people, not the uncivil. <laughs> uh, so you have to agree with them, otherwise you're uncivil. Central banks can therefore have an additional role to play in helping coordinate the measures to fight climate change. Those include climate mitigation policies such as carbon pricing. The integration of sustainability into financial practices and accounting frameworks, the search for appropriate policy mixes, and the development of new financial mechanisms at the international level. <laughs> now, gee, I wonder what all that means. Carbon credits, 15-minute uh, walkable cities, and CBDC? Hmm. I'm sure they're going to consult the civil society public. Um, before they roll any of these out. You might get a week to comment. <laughs> as long as you don't admit yeah, and they, as long as you don't uh, admit too much carbon while you're talking. No, that's uh, exactly that would, that would be a and it's interesting. It's it's so interesting. They literally tell you you have to know when you know the plan, it's so easy to see what they're really up to, right? So the very next sentence says all these actions will be complex to coordinate and could have significant redistributive consequences. That's right, because Mr. Global, Mrs. Global, the elites, Rockefellers are planning on taking all of everybody else's money and resources. That's the redistribution that they don't want you to know about, but that's what's really going on. Oh, yeah, for sure. And Jim, let me ask you this. At yeah. what point do you think that Mr. Global is going to come out and they're going to say that you have to put your mask on not to protect 
others from whatever new strain of COVID or some new uh, fake virus they cook up, but actually to it helps filter out your CO2 uh exhaust like do you think they're gonna or they're gonna come up with a carbon muzzle i haven't looked into i'm gonna look for this because i haven't yet but i guarantee if i look for some sort of a carbon muzzle that you wear on your face like an exhaust pipe there's probably some big technocrat some big tech company behind that already <laughs> i guarantee look, it, it's doesn't, it, it doesn't surprise me look at the dummies over in california wanting to regulate cow farts <laughs> <laughs> well one, one uh, of the things i that, mean uh, seriously one of the things I'm going to talk about. Interestingly enough, interestingly enough, if they stop feeding the cows corn, I saw this from some farmer person. If they stop feeding them the corn crap, uh, then pun intended, I guess. <laughs> yeah. and when they're eating just regular grass that's not like not sprayed with chemicals, their farts are a lot less, anyways. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm not a farmer, but that's what that's what somebody said. We'll get, we'll get this. I'm, I'm going to do a little research on it before I have Justin on Monday. But one of the things he's going to talk about is they brought in, uh, so he's in Colorado, not far from Aspen. And he's basically like an old style cowboy. They round up all the cattle and move them around the lands. Yeah. And they have to work in cooperation with the government because it's uh, under the forestry department. But um, he was telling me there's these like, fake conservationists you know the crazy greenpeace true believers of this climate change crap that we're talking about uh like nonsensical mm -hmm. solutions to climate change uh and so he said these guys they breed these wild um they're like dog wolf hybrids called wolf dogs and he said they release them into the wild for the purpose of killing the livestock Right. So he said they're finding a lot of them. They're complaining to the federal oh. government. And so I said, well, I'm going to do some research because this guy, Tom Steyer, who was behind Next Gen Climate Action Committee, he was known for doing that kind of stuff. Now, he's a multi-billionaire. He ran for uh, president as a Democrat back yeah. in the 2020 race. And I said, but he's one of the guys that would send the, the fake activists out to like camp out on top of a pipeline or whatever or harass yeah. an oil executive at their house. I said, guaranteed it's orchestrated. I said, because these aren't real tree-hugging hippies, because the real tree-hugging hippies want to eat grass-fed beef, right? They don't want to kill the cows and then be forced into a funnel of eating crickets and impossible burgers. I said, so this has to be an orchestrated thing that's going on. There's not just it these true believers breeding wolf dogs. Research, but I found a few, a few organizations, so just stay tuned. Yeah, I mean, these guys aren't, it's not regular fake hippies breeding wolf dogs in their backyards. I mean, this is no, an orchestrated. It's, it's Antifa-style organization. Exactly. I've got two organizations I'm, I'm digging into at the moment, so I'm not ready to take them public. All right, good, good. Now, this is a forward by one of your friends, Augustin Karstens. Uh, some people should know. Augustin Karstens, the guy <laughs> that uh, Mike Moore dubbed Jabba the Hutt, uh, <laughs> who came out and said that, uh, that, uh, you know, hey, yeah, when you spend a $100 bill, we have no idea what you spent it on. But with CBDC, we know ev where every penny went and we can track it and we can we can force it. That, that arc is August and Carson's. Yeah. So he says the first best solution to address climate change and reduce greenhouse gas emissions is Pigovian carbon taxation. So in other words, what he thinks we should do is tax the living crap out of everything to do with fossil fuels to get people to stop using them. 
Yeah. Now, yeah. I hope your audience understands that, like, literally ninety percent of the products or things in your home and your car uh, would not exist without petrochemicals or fossil fuels. We would literally go back to the Stone Ages like overnight. Yeah. Now, let me just ask you this: just clarify here, because I think it's always important to point out, like, the evil. Uh, you know, the evil that really drives these guys. Somebody like him is not, I don't think, a true believer, right? This is a banker. So he's Bank for International Settlements general manager. They are not going to tax fossil fuels to force regular folks to not use fossil fuels. They're going to tax the fossil fuels to drive up costs for regular folks. That's all, all they're going to do, correct? In your opinion? Exactly. Exactly. They Again, how do you get a whole bunch of people willing to accept two things? One, a carbon credit economic system versus a monetary or money-based economic system. And two, a microchipped CBDC in your hand. You have to starve them to death via inflation or freeze them to death via inflation to where they're so hungry and so cold and can't feed their families, they would be willing to do just about anything, including except those two things. That's the plan. Yeah. Oh, I agree with you. That's why I just want to point that out for people so you understand. These guys aren't taxing fossil fuels to try to force you, just a middle-class guy that gets gas at the gas pump, and you have uh, natural gas that goes into your house to, to run your oven, right? They're not trying to force you to run out and buy $50,000 solar panels. They're doing this to bring you pain and suffering. And it's the same thing, Jim, because you just, you just said yep. it there uh, so eloquently, but it's the same thing we were texting about the other night with Maria, with this, uh, uh, how did you put it? Because um, you said Ka Catherine Austin Fitz brought it up with how we're just degrading, uh, we're installing the brand. Know, yeah, everybody from you know Trump, this reality star, to Joe Biden crapping in his pants, to the point in which. The veil is lifted intentionally to expose the corruption, the criminality. These guys gladly take the slings and arrows because they know we're not revolting. But what they want is us to become so disgusted with the system, similar to Peter Thiel's thing with Curtis Yarvin, where they want to introduce this techno-fascist king. But first, they have to degrade the brand, make it so gross, people are willing to just accept anything else. And this is how you come in with, well, we can do a technocratic system that's governed by artificial intelligence intelligence and hey it can't be any worse than what we have right now look we've got this guy fetterman walking around literally drooling all over himself we can do better with artificial intelligence i mean that's basically what we see i mean this is the world we're living through right now in the moment is the transition and part of the transition is to make you suffer through the economic system, uh, through orchestrated supply chain issues, and then at the same time, they right. make your government look just disgusting and repulsive to where you're willing to accept anything else. And want to make sure that at least a third, if not two-thirds of Americans are on either Social Security in some sort of welfare entitlements or UBI. They're going to replace that with UBI. So they want them on either Social Security or, or UBI, it, probably two-thirds of the U.S. population. But this is global, folks. They have to get – well, in their minds, they want everybody. They literally want everybody. Because, again, like we talked about on the last show, if you have 10% of the people go, yeah, no, I can support myself. I don't need this UBI crap. I'm not getting it. Then you have people that are 
as you say, outside the matrix and everybody else is in the matrix and the people that are in the matrix that know anybody outside the matrix are going to go, wait, wait a minute. I like their system better than right. leave the matrix. So you, they, they, they literally have to get everybody. Yeah. That's why they want to drive everyone in. You're right. Because that that's what um, I had said on a past show was that if you focus on these solutions in your personal, instead of trying to wake up your friend who doesn't want to be woke to this, you can lead by example. You go out and you make these changes, yeah. and all of a sudden, a year, two years from now, as your friend loses his job to artificial intelligence or automation, now he's turning around and going, whoa, Jim was right, or Dustin was right, or Mike Moore was right. Holy crap. How are you doing this? And you go, well, you're, you're a couple years too late, but I think I can help put you on the right path. That's kind of what we're trying to do right. here. So, all right, let's continue. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay, no worries. Um, so Carson's goes on to say, but such an ambitious new tax, tax policy requires consensus building. That's another fancy, you know, feel-good, uh, fuzzy word for coercion. Uh, and it's difficult to implement. Nor can central banks resolve this complex collective action problem by themselves. An effective response requires raising stakeholders' awareness and facilitating coordination among them. So getting corporations on board so we can go around the, the temporarily elected officials. Uh, he continues, central banks can coordinate their own actions with a broad set of measures to be implemented by other players, governments, private sector, civil society, and international community. And um, these include enhanced monitoring of climate-related risk through adequate stress tests, developing new methodologies to improve the assessment of climate-related risk, including environmental, social, and governance criteria in their pension funds. Now, how many news stories were talking about ESG in pension funds in January of 2020? Yeah. Crickets. Mm -hmm. So where did this come from? It did not come from BlackRock. It did not come from Larry Fink. And it did not come from any po political administration anywhere in the world. It came from the top of the organization down. The Bank of International Settlements. This no, ESG that... will help to develop and assess the proper taxonomy to define the carbon footprint of assets more precisely, green assets versus brown assets. Got to love the marketing. No, no, it's but it's important what you just pointed out too. I just want to put an exclamation point on that where you just said these type of plans do not originate from the political puppets that we see on TV. So even for, no, let's say, don't. I would say probably the biggest one that most people would remember even fox news conservatives was aoc a few years ago promoting the green new deal all right aoc did not right. come up with the green new deal in a back room with bernie sanders where they broke out a pad and pen and wrote down these ideas these ideas originate from the banksters i mean that's where they come from then they get filtered yep. down turned into bumper sticker slogans that people like bernie sanders and aoc run around and talk about that's why when bernie sanders pretends he's against corporations and he's against big bit it's like ridiculous dude you're working for the bankers he's working directly for the bankers he's out there promoting the bankers ideas 
Yeah, the Bank of International Settlements takes this and gives it to the UN. The UN then does their own studies and documents, so it gives it lends credibility to the documents themselves, and then they push it through the World Economic Forum to market it and come up with policy ideas for all the uh, all the political uh, administrations around the world. And exactly. then they're the actual salespeople. Yeah, that's how that's how it flows. Yep, and the WEF, they're doing that for the political side, and they come up with the branding for the so-called private sector side. So it's like they come up with the marketing for, yep. the, for the two sides, and then under the public-private partnership, which was going on for years. I mean, you find documents going back 15 years ago, they're talking about the public-private partnership. It wasn't until Trump brought it into the American lexicon by saying, oh, the wonderful public-private partnership, incredible people, so great, so great. <laughs> yeah. So last time, we gave a little timeline, right? We, we said that uh, at Jackson Hole, Wyoming, where the, the central bank got together, the, all the bankers in the U.S. got together and uh, came up with the going direct reset that BlackRock wrote, handed to the Fed. The Fed implemented in March of 2020, but, uh, and they, they handed it to them, I think, in September of 2019. But in October, September, October 2019, the repo market went all kind of all, you know, crazy haywire. So all this banking stuff was going on pre-COVID. Well, this is interesting. In September of 2019, the Bank of International Settlements launched its Green Bond Investment Pool Fund, a new vehicle that facilitates central banks' investments in green bonds. Mm. Going back to a phrase you used, they're creating the market. So if central banks are going to be able to hold green bonds on their balance sheet, so a, a commercial bank like J.P. Morgan will have more uh, calm about issuing these bonds for projects that are literally not going to last 20 years. So J.P. Morgan can sell the bond to the Fed at 100 yeah. cents on the dollar. They're taking no risk. Okay, now this gentleman here, Jim. Yes, yeah. okay. Francois. I can't read. It's too small. No, he, that's Francois. Yeah, this is Francois. So he was in one of the panel discussions we uh, analyzed here. I, I just call him Frank. But he's the governor of the, the Bank of France, the Central Bank of France. And he's also, yep. I believe he's chairman of BIS or managing director. I mean, he's a bigwig guy. Francois. He was he might the be one. On the S he's on the SFB. The FSB. He's on that with the BIS, the Financial Stability Board. Yeah, he was the one that I told you was kind of going tit for tat with the guy axel who was the chairman of credit suisse yeah 